Hello, and welcome to Policy Not Politics. I'm your host, Justin Cotton. This episode is going to be different from future episodes in that I'm not talking about the issues themselves, but rather my motivation for discussing them at all. I've been passionate about policy issues since a young age, and I'm happy and honored to be fighting the good fight once again. My vision for this podcast is to facilitate an environment where unbiased, fact-based learning can go on free from the pressure of politics. But before I do that, I want to give you more insight into my background, who I am, and what actually drove me to start this thing in the first place. Back in high school, I worked on a number of local projects from political campaigns, environmental issues, to food insecurity. And at the time, my goal was to rise up as a political star and make my mark on the world, and for a time, I felt like I was doing just that. Politics, unfortunately, has a way of stopping progress, though, simply for the sake of, well, being political. After high school, I continued to work with various organizations, focusing on a variety of issues, and still felt like I was in the trenches. After some time, though, I started to distance myself from the political arena and decided to work on my personal life for a time. I still remained informed, I learned as much as I could, and I kept my ears open to the world around me. Nevertheless, I was more focused on personal and professional development rather than political development. In late 2017, I made the decision to join the Army and spent the next year getting in shape both physically and mentally in order to actually make the jump. At first, I had actually intended on going active duty for who knows how long, but at the advice of a friend, decided on Army National Guard instead. At the time, I thought I could return to school, pursue a PhD, and then go from there. Shifting my focus from politics to the Army took quite a bit of work, but with enough sweat and time, I made it happen and ended up formally enlisting in February of 2019 leaving for basic training in May of that same year. And let me tell you what, I learned more about myself during my time at Fort Jackson than I had in years of politics. It taught me to value and appreciate the little things in life. Cut out the excess and only worry about the facts. I saw firsthand the amazing things that people from all walks of life, races, religions, and classes can do when they put aside their differences and work together for a common goal. Frankly, I was inspired. I had some incredible drill sergeants, that taught us through a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, albeit, that we had to watch out for one another. It was an incredible experience, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Fast forward seven months, I came home to friends and family that were thrilled to see me. I was physically fit and riding a high from what i just accomplished, and was really looking to the future in whatever form that might take. Unfortunately, only a few weeks after I came home, I was in a really bad motorcycle accident and actually barely survived, still bearing the scars on my face and across my body to this day. A couple months of me and almost completely bedridden, gaining a lot of my weight back, and day after day watching medical bills roll in, it took a toll on me. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a rough time in my life. I got to see firsthand some of the positives of American healthcare, albeit, but I also got to see a lot of the negatives as well. In a way, by going through all of that, it gave me some much-needed perspective on healthcare that I had never had before. A lot of us know somebody who's been through the system and had to watch the medical bills stack up day after day, but... I gotta tell you, it really takes a toll on you when you are the one going through that yourself. But, being somebody who has always chosen to stand back up when I got knocked down, I slowly and steadily started to recover enough that in February of 2020 I was able to actually report to my new unit. Uh, At the time, the intention was to medically discharge me. Nobody really thought that I could continue service, but I said no, I wanted to stick it out, I want to try, and that's exactly what I did. And boy, did I get a warm reception there. Everyone had heard my story, and everyone was warm and welcoming. Instantly, I'd rediscovered the family that is the Army, and it felt like I was back at training again. You see, there's something special about being a part of an organization like the military. 
whether you support the military or you're opposed to it or you think it needs more funding or it should have funding slashed, when you come from a low in your life, such as nearly dying and then getting to join an organization that just fully embraces you and loves you and is there for you, it's an incredible feeling. It makes you feel like life is grander and more worthwhile than maybe you'd thought before. It's not that I didn't think life wasn't worth something before, but it gave me some new perspective and it really drove home that I needed to appreciate the things around me and a lot of the things we take for granted, namely the people in our lives. Now, originally, the thinking was that I could become a helicopter pilot, hence why I actually chose the job in the military that I did, so my mind was right back on how to achieve that once I was at my unit. However, Due to my injuries, I was actually unable to ever qualify for flight school, and I really didn't know what the future held for me at that point. In the meantime, though, I figured I would try my best to become a better crew chief and hopefully start flying regularly. I loved the family that I was around, I loved the work that I was doing, and I threw myself into it wholly. In the fall of 2020, I dove headfirst into working as a technician on base and stayed there through September of 21. Well, during my tenure on base, I actually wound up moving out of my apartment and bought my first house. I was fortunate enough to make a good enough wage that I could even get my foot in the door with this crazy housing market. And let me tell you what, it it was crazy. Um, some of the out-of-state offers that were coming in were just mind-boggling. People were offering 50, 60, 70,000 over asking price, and it, it was nearly impossible to compete with that. I really, really got lucky when it came to getting into my current house. And speaking of which, it all came to fruition in May of 2021 when I actually bought my first home in CUNA. Little did I know, homeownership would send me rocketing back into the political world. Why? Well, property taxes. Keep in mind that because of both the accident and my work and a variety of other reasons, I had been separated from any and all things political and didn't actually have any immediate intention of diving back into the political world. That being said, the prior summer, I had started a nonprofit focused on sustainable gardening, and I just wanted to work on a project for my youth that I was passionate about. Outside of the Boise Community Garden Project, I had my eyes set on building some home equity, building up my savings again, getting back in shape, and just being a normal guy, wherever that led. But again, the taxes made that an impossibility. Really, it seemed like my destined direction, because back and wrist problems from my accident were actually catching up to me, and my time in the military was coming to a conclusion as a result. Being a numbers-oriented guy, I was compelled to pick apart my property tax statement and the vague line items on it. Look, if I was going to be paying property taxes, you can bet I'm the kind of person that I wanted to figure out where that money was even going. I was already irritated about seeing a quarter of my paycheck vanish every two weeks. I'm sure we all are. But having to pay big time again on property I just bought was the final nail in the coffin. Especially when the money seemed to just be getting flushed down the toilet, rather than going to something that I supported. Especially when the money seemed to be just getting flushed down the toilet. So I started making phone calls. I sent emails. I complained and sought out answers. Just like the old days, I kept hitting one wall after another, though. Nobody seemed to know where this money went, only how much I was supposed to pay. Look, nobody was doing anything nefarious, but the fact that almost nobody who collected my taxes could tell me where they were actually going, that was pretty telling. Now, I had the benefit of a four-day work week and few responsibilities. I don't have any kids, have pretty good working hours, a lot of flexibility in my life. So for me, I was able to take the time to bang on all of these doors until I got my answers. But there is no way that somebody with kids or who might be working more hours than I am could ever have gotten this done. There's no way, unless they sacrificed their entire social life and any personal time. The information that I had put together was invaluable to anyone that didn't have time to find the stuff on their own. 
And as a result, I wrote a guide called Property Taxes, How to Pay Less of Them, and was off and running. Before I knew it, I was researching the local election process through a microscope and wrote another guide I aptly named Your Vote Matters, a guide to local elections. Both of these guides collided, and the culmination led to wanting to run a podcast where I focused on issues that actually mattered to people, talk about just the facts, and cut through all of the political BS. Looking back on my time in that political world, it became so very clear that one of the biggest problems in American government today is the relentless need to be politically driven, not policy driven. It divides all of us, makes us turn to extreme ideas on both sides, and leads us to ignore what really matters. The fact that I had to bang on as many doors as I did, that told me that the quagmire of bureaucracy had gotten way out of control, and something had to be done. Now, I don't know what impact I'll have long term. I don't know what I'll be able to accomplish, but I know that the information that I find might be able to help somebody, and they might be able to make a difference, either in their community or even just their own lives. And if I can affect a single person and help them become more knowledgeable about things they might not understand but would benefit from understanding, I'm going to do everything in my power to help educate them. So at the end of the day, what really caused me to start this podcast? Was it a background in politics during my teens and early 20s? Was it a laundry list of medical bills after my accident? Was it seeing a property tax saving the main zero cents? Was it being told that if I wanted to see how much money was being spent in county elections, it would cost me tens of thousands of dollars to obtain easily accessible invoices? The short and long answer? Yeah, all of it contributed. Enough political grandstanding and negligence drove me to do something about it. None of this information should be difficult or expensive to obtain, but for countless inappropriate reasons, it is. But what is this podcast all about? It's telling you what you need to hear. It's piercing that political veil and all of its grotesque rhetoric, both from Republicans and Democrats alike. It's getting to the bottom of hard issues and keeping people accountable for their actions, for better or worse. I'm not here to tell you that you need to take one side or another. I'm not here to tell you that one side or another is right. What I'm here to say is that sometimes Democrats are right. Sometimes Republicans are right. Sometimes Libertarians are right. Sometimes Independents are right. No one person has all the answers, and I'm a firm believer that if people in charge of this country genuinely wanted to fix the issues that plague our lives, they probably would have by now. But to this day, we have budget bills that are thousands of pages long, and most of the people who are elected don't even read them. Well, I'm asking that you join me on this journey as I talk to people from all walks of life, put together their perspectives, and figure out where things went wrong, or if they've always been wrong, figure out what the solution is. I want to talk to local business owners, politicians, community organizers and leaders, people that have a voice, that have information that matters, that can relay their story and hopefully give you some much-needed perspective on what's going wrong. I'm looking forward to getting answers to some of the hard questions we all have, and I hope that you're excited too. I know I am. I'd like to thank all of you for actually listening to this podcast, and if any of you would like to be interviewed or know somebody that you think would like to be interviewed, or just have some feedback or commentary, please don't hesitate to reach out, either by email, on my website, Facebook, LinkedIn. Heck, you can send me smoke signals. If I see them, I'll try to respond to you. In the meantime, get to know your neighbors, show people respect, and learn to listen to one another. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.